Amen. Praise the Lord, saints. Hallelujah for pressing on. <clears throat> Did you not enjoy the Jubilee last night? <clears throat> were, were we not all set free? <clears throat> Hallelujah. We have an emancipator, Jesus Christ. Well, uh, we're going to go on this morning and um, primarily look at, it's actually message four in this morning line. And uh, why don't we start with reading, uh, and actually, hopefully most of you can recite uh, from memory, Acts 26, 18. We're going uh, to focus in here on a particular phrase uh, within this verse. So, uh, on your mark, get set, go. Mm. Amen. Mm. Amen. Wow. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, that they may receive. Praise the Lord. In this Jubilee, we're receiving, according to this verse, two particular items. What's the first one? Forgiveness of sins, right? What a release. Isn't it good to confess your sins? I don't know how many times I have uh, thanked the Lord. Lord, thank you. I can confess. I can just unload, right? Uh, sometimes we get loaded up with some junk. We get loaded up with some trash. We get loaded up with all kinds of things, anxieties, pressures, worries, and uh, it's, it's a joy to, amen, just come to the Lord and unload. Oh, Lord Jesus, I just love you. I just unload myself. I unload my anxiety. I unload my fears. I want to enjoy your Sabbath, right? Um, actually, many times I've had this sense um, some of you may or may not know, I serve full-time on a college campus. And sometimes I ask myself, eh, am, I, am I working or am I enjoying? Right, right? A lot of people ask, well, what do you do? What, you know, what's your work? What's your profession? What's your job? Oh, and I, 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 I'm just enjoying, Tom. Right? I'm just enjoying this jubilee. Because you know what? I've... I've gotten, it's, it's great to unload. And then also, you know, the, uh, the receiving the forgiveness of sins is, is um, though it's positive, it's, it's a negative issue. It's a negative matter. But what's the next thing that we also receive? Ah, say it again. Oh, one more time. Wow. And inheritance. Oh, we're not just receiving forgiveness of sins, right? You know, when I got, I, I mentioned the other day on Monday, when I got saved, um, you know, I, I, you know you're, only, you're really brought into what people speak to you, right? Truth is powerful. Truth is directive. And um, I did receive enough of, enough of the truth to get saved. And I receive the forgiveness of sins. 
but linked with that was only a matter of going to heaven. My uncle, I told you, my great uncle is my grandfather's brother, shared with me in his little log cabin, and uh, I knew I had sin, and I confessed those sins, and I received the jubilee, although I did not have that term, but I had that joy. But then I thought, now what? I thought, I thought it was kind of over the day it began. Because I, I receive forgiveness. I, and now I just wait to die. Right? Because that's what they told me. Oh, Tom, now, now that you've received Christ as your Savior, you're not going down when you die. You'll go up. Oh, amen. Okay. I'll take that. All right? I didn't want to go down. And, but, oh, Lord. What's, what's, the, what's our commission? Is it merely forgiveness of sins? Is it? Huh? No, no. It's also and. There's an and here, right? There's an and in this verse. And an inheritance. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're going to get into that this morning. What is our inheritance? Why don't we read Roman numeral one all together? In the Jubilee, okay, you know, uh, also let me, let me mention this, you know, there's something unique about an inheritance. You know, uh, my wife just received an inheritance about eight, nine months ago. Her, um, my mother-in-law passed away. She was a dear, faithful sister in the church in Chicago for decades, but she did pass away. And... Um, to many of us, we were very surprised, but we received an inheritance. She had five kids that were still living, and my wife was one of them. It just came in the mail. We didn't do anything. I didn't work for it. It just came, right? My wife didn't do anything. That's, uni that's what's unique about God's inheritance. You don't have to work for it, right? We've been sharing this all week long, right? It, the Jubilee is a Sabbath. I, I, I just received. It's awesome to receive, right? Thank you, Lord, for this inheritance. Okay, Roman numeral 1a tells us what our inheritance is. Why don't we read that all together? Okay. Um, um, why don't we? We'll come back. Uh, then uh, why don't we read um, A one all together? Or sisters? Why don't sisters do A one? Okay. You know, um, I've got a couple quotes here that I'd like to read to you. Um, you know, this inheritance is God's ordination. And if we don't receive it, we, man is a vessel. And man has to seek something to fill him. And if you don't receive this inheritance, you can, you can easily get deceived 
and you seek prosperity, right? You seek material supply. You seek other things, right? Um, let me, um, this, is some, this is a quote from Steve Jobs. I think many of you probably know who he is. He has passed away, but he's the former CEO of Apple, uh, Apple Computers, Apple Incorporated, right? So he's a very accomplished individual. This is what he had to say about his life. For most of my life, I felt that there must be more to our existence than meets the eye. It's strange to think that you can accumulate all this experience and maybe a little wisdom, and it just goes away. He went on to speak how he hates that the iPad, I got an iPad at my seat, has an off button. I found this fascinating. Because as long as it's on, ah, it's got so many features. But Steve Jobs hated that there's an off button. Because when it's off, all that's there is gone. And I think he realized this about himself. He had accumulated so much insight, wisdom, right? An accomplishment. Don't you all got an iPad, right? Or something, something Apple related? Raise your hand if you've got something Apple related, right? <laughs> right? Hey, Steve, you did, you did a pretty good job. But I'm afraid he wasn't born again, right? He died an empty man. He felt like it's strange, he said, that you accumulate all this experience, yet it all goes away, right? Tom Brady, three-time Super Bowl champion, he said, people may say, I've reached my goal, my dream. Three Super Bowls, Tom, not bad. But he said about himself, me, he says, I think it's got to be more than this. He wasn't satisfied, right? He touched the vanity of life. Though he had accomplishments, though he tasted the vanity, right? Because why? He didn't have an inheritance. He didn't have his true inheritance, right? Why don't we read A2? We'll find out what our inheritance is. We should take only God himself as our portion, <clears throat> not anything other than God, right? Okay, and then in A, you know, it mentions our inheritance is the triune God, all that he has, all that he has done, and all that he will do for us. I hope you all are good receivers. You know what I've been doing in the church life for the last um, several decades is I've been receiving. I'm receiving all that God is. God is life. God is peace. God is light. God is truth. God is righteousness. God is holy. These, these are items of our inheritance, things that God has done for us, right? He died for us. What a work. 
What an accomplishment. Because of that, I can enjoy redemption. I can enjoy justification. I can enjoy I am okay with God. I've been justified to God according to his standard of righteousness. Wow. That's something he's done. And that is becoming my inheritance. When you confess your sins, it can be effectual because of what he's done. He died and he paid the price of every sin, right? This is part of our inheritance, right? He resurrected, right? We enjoy him as the life-giving spirit. Haven't you enjoyed him this week? Oh, Lord Jesus, I've enjoyed him as the life-giving spirit. Oh, what an inheritance. Just receiving, just receiving, right? Anyway, so many things he's done. He's ascended, all right? You ever enjoyed his ascension? It's part of your, it's part of your inheritance, right? He's far above all, right? We'll get into this in, in the latter part of this uh, message. There, there's some practical applications. Anyway, and then things he'll do. He'll transfigure our body, right? We can reign with, with him as a co-king. This is all part of our inheritance. Oh, Lord Jesus, to enjoy the tree of life and the river of water of life in the new Jerusalem. Wow. What an inheritance, right? We are enjoying, right? Okay, <clears throat> we'll move on. <clears throat> but I hope you see this. It, it, uh, it's powerful. Um, you know, Psalm 16.5 says, it's actually one of the memory verses. It says, Jehovah is the portion of my inheritance and of my cup. You maintain my lot, right? Okay. Um, we'll keep going, and then uh, we'll, we'll pull some of this together. <clears throat> Three, it says, uh, God's intention with his seekers is that they may find everything in him and not be distracted from the absolute enjoyment of himself, right? Oh, Lord Jesus, there's just so much here, brothers. Okay, um, but I got a lot of feeling on four. <clears throat> um, how about all the college students read A4? Wow. You know, um, to me, this is a very helpful point. Um, you know, um, <clears throat> human life is like a vast sea, you know. Um, when I, uh, when I turned 20, I, um, I had a little bit of fear because I realized, wow, um, number one, I'm no longer a teenager. And for the in the next 10 years, I will probably make all the major decisions of my life. I will decide on what I major in. 
I will probably decide, I will decide most likely who I will marry. I will decide my career. And to some degree, although it's good to be mobile, but to some degree I may end up deciding where I live, right? All these things are decided typically in your 20s. There's exceptions, but primarily it's a decade of decisions. And that scared me. That concerned me. Because I didn't want to make the wrong decision. And so I could take you, although I was, um, anyway, uh, not too many details. But anyway, I was in Irving, Texas. I was actually visiting there. And I, I told you, I like walks. And I could take you to the street I was walking on. And I was 20. And I just prayed to the Lord. Lord, I give you this next decade. I consecrate it to you. I commit it to your hand. I'm trusting in you. I don't know exactly. I got an idea, but I don't know exactly my career. I really don't know who I'm going to marry. And I don't know where I'm going to live. And I'm still seeking a decision regarding my, even my major, a firm decision. But I committed all to you. I just had one request. Lord, I want no regrets. I want no regrets. Right? But I'm trusting you. And I would say that set the direction for the rest of my life. It's, um, what I, I, said, I said I'm 57, right? Which I am. <laughs> and uh, so some quick math, that's 37 years ago, right? And you know what? You know, sometimes, you know, life, okay, so I was saying, life is like a grand ocean. And my goodness, I'm just a little boat on this ocean. Sometimes the water's calm, I like it. Ah. Oh. But uh, sometimes the water's not so calm. And I don't like it. But you know what? My direction is set. My direction is set. It's set toward my inheritance. You know, Psalm 16:5 says, Jehovah is the portion of my inheritance. And my cup. Oh, Lord, um, <clears throat> how much to share, how much not to share. Um, but decisions are easier if you have a direction and you have a priority. Don't wait to get to the fork in the road to make a decision regarding your direction. If you really see that Christ is your inheritance. Okay. I'll tell you. I'll try and do this quickly. I will tell you um, a simple one. My wife and I were courting. We were still in Chicago. Um, I had been working almost two years. Um, 
we were, I was quitting my job because I was going to begin to serve full-time again. I'd served a little bit prior to, but uh, I did work two years, and um, there in Chicago, that's where I courted my wife. We were going to get married, and like I said, I was going to quit my job. We are going to move to Denton, Texas. My wife had been serving four and a half years full-time in the Chicago area. And um, we were going to move to Denton, and she was going to get a job while I served. This is our direction. Jehovah is our portion. And uh, I'll never forget this. We were driving. We were just spending the day together. And um, <clears throat> she said, well, we need, we need some furniture. And uh, we need some bedroom furniture. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> all right? Uh, all I mainly had was student furniture. Right? And uh, so I said, yeah, sure, no problem. We can go. We can look. We're going to get married in about a week. And um, we're going to, you know, fill a U-Haul and, and move to Denton from Chicago. And uh, then she started talking about all that she wanted to purchase. And I'm starting to add this up in my head as we're moving and driving toward this furniture store. And I realize, wow, I, uh, you know, uh, we're paying for this wedding. And um, uh, I'm not going to be working. The brothers promised me nothing. That's what Benson Phillips told me. He said, brother, we feel very good about you moving to Denton, Texas. But we can, prof we can promise you nothing. I knew what he was talking about. Dollars. My wife had no job. You know what? Okay, so my wife, my, 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 my bride. You want to please your bride, right? Sisters, don't you want to be pleased, <laughs> right? We're driving to the furniture store. I'm driving, and I'm getting, I, this is not going to work. So you know what I did? I don't know. Maybe, maybe this was, anyway, y'all will be in your own decisions, in your own situations, but I just pulled the car over to the side of the road and stopped the car, and I said, Rita, we need to talk. Right, right. I said, how are we going to pay for this? Well, credit card. I said, no, no. That's not paying for it. Right? And praise the Lord, my beloved wife was so willing to follow me and go along with me. It was just a simple little decision. Started the car again. Did a U-turn and went on to do something else. Right? Anyway. Believe me, we have furniture, we got wonderful furniture, right, right, right? But the decision was easy. There was a fork in the road. But the decision was easy because the real decision was already made. My direction, our direction, Rita and I talked about this. What about you? What do you think about me serving full time? I asked her at a stop sign. I was taking her home. We're recording. She's still living with her mom. I said, will you go with me to Chicago? Uh, not to Chicago, we're already in Chicago. Will you go with me to Denton? And we'll serve full time. 
She looked out the window, away from me, <laughs> and turned back and said, yes. And I, hallelujah, I got a bride. I got a bride, right? She's coming with me, right? But anyway, so decisions are easy as long as they're lining up with your direction. And your direction is your inheritance. Your direction is God as your portion. I, I, I don't have time. But my son was 17 days in the hospital with a traumatic brain injury. In the early days, I didn't know if he was going to be a vegetable the rest of life. He was 17 years old. This was a tsunami to my life. But you know what? Psalm 16.5 guided my little boat through that tsunami. I worried for sure about my son. I, I did not know how much I loved my son until I was there with him in ICU and just wept uncontrollably, uncontrollably. But um, in many times, those early days, I couldn't sleep at night. But through a sister, the Lord gave me Psalm 16.5. She was just sharing something she had enjoyed, and the Lord spoke to me. I never listened to her. You know, I was very distraught. And uh, he's inwardly, there's just, we'll get into it, the pledging. Um, and the Lord said, listen to her. And I listened. I picked up the reference. I didn't really know exactly what she was talking about. And I got this verse. Jehovah is the portion of my inheritance and my cup. And mainly this last four words sustain me. You, Jehovah, will maintain my lot. I had, no, I, I had no idea what was going to happen to my life. I didn't know what was going to happen to my son. I didn't know what was going to happen to us financially. I didn't know if I was going to be able to keep, continue serving full time. I just, you know, who was paying for all this? I mean, it was just unbelievable. But this verse, you will maintain my lot. And it just, it just... It didn't solve all problems, but it calmed my boat, and it brought me through, my wife and I, through that tsunami. So hallelujah for having direction, and, ha and hallelujah for knowing what your inheritance is. It's God. It's all that he is, all that he has, all that he has done, and all that he will do. It's ours. We just receive. We just receive, right? Okay, I, uh, I have to move on, but this, the brothers did a too, too good of a job on this outline. There's just so much here. Okay, B, uh, some of this I'll have to go quick. The triune God, who is our inheritance, is embodied in the all-inclusive Christ, who is the portion allotted to us. B1, our pursuit should be toward one goal, Christ. Since our goal is to gain Christ, we should forsake all other things and pursue nothing but Christ. Okay, listen to this, two and three. We each, we each must have a very personal seeking after Christ. No one can represent us in this matter. Can someone get saved for you? No. 
Can someone represent you before the throne? No. It's each one. Each of us will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Each of us will, needs to, will stand personally before our Lord. Three says, we need to cultivate a personal, affectionate, private, and spiritual relationship with the Lord. Wow. Did you know that there's a book in the Bible that says to the Lord, kiss me, kiss me with the kisses of your mouth. That's not a little peck on the cheek. No, that's a kiss on the mouth. That's intimate. There's only one person I kiss on the mouth. And that's my bride, right? Wow. We have an intimate God. Psalm 2.12 says, kiss the son, lest he be angry, and you perish from the way. Oh, Lord Jesus, I want to be a lover. I want to be a kisser. Maybe you could say, maybe you might say, well, the Lord's never been that intimate with me. Well, I would say, have you ever been that intimate with him? How much time do you spend with him? How many walks have you taken? How much, in the, how much time in the word do you spend? How much do you just open your heart to him? Just in a genuine, very personal way, right? Um, wow, we have a personal and affectionate God. Did you know God weeps? God weeps. He wept with Mary. He wept over the stubbornness of the Jews prior to his crucifixion. Right? He said, Jerusalem, oh Jerusalem, how I long to gather you as a hen gathers her little chicks. Right? right? The mother hen just wants to take in all the little chicks, warm them up. But he said, you would not allow me. And the Lord wept. Wow, this is our God. This is our God. Very personal, very affectionate, private. I hope you all have a private room. Maybe not here, but where, you're, where you live, where you dwell. It may be your car, it may be your closet. It may be your bedroom. It may be the garage. Oh, you need a private room, right? It's awesome to be corporate. The church life is a corporate life. But it's only one side of the airplane. It's only one wing. I need a personal time. I need private time with the Lord. And you'll, you'll, you'll fly. You'll fly with these two things, personal and corporate, right? I've got, I've got to go quick because I'm only halfway through the outline and i got five minutes. Amen. Spiritual, Lord Jesus. Um, amen. Christ is the spirit. We don't know Christ according to the flesh. Many teachings that you'll hear in Christian circles 
are about a physical Jesus, a historical Jesus. There is such. But 2 Corinthians 5.16 says, We know him so, according to the flesh, no longer. We know him as the Spirit. We know him as the Spirit. And I think this will get clearer as we quickly touch Roman numeral 2. Okay. Um, why don't you all read Roman numeral 2 together? Hmm. Awesome. Amen. How can we enjoy God as our inheritance? Wow. There's handles, right? You know, for, for electricity to flow to this building, you know what it needs? It needs two wires. Electricity, uh, at the minimum state, it needs two wires. There's a supply line, and there's a return line. There's a hot wire, and there's a common wire. The common is the return. And then you know what happens? Transmission, light, electricity flows. Right? There's power in that electricity. It flows through two wires. Spiritually speaking, you know what our two wires are? It's how we're going to enjoy our inheritance. I'm not waiting for my inheritance. Actually, I've been enjoying my inheritance for the last, uh, yeah, uh, 44 years. Since I was 13, I've been enjoying. I found out, Tom, you don't have to wait till you die. I'm enjoying my jubilee already. Right? We're enjoying our inheritance. How? Through these two wires. Spirit and the word. Spirit and the word. Oh, there's such a supply in the word. And the Spirit is there to enrich it, to empower it, to enliven it. But I'll tell you, there's a secret. There's a secret. A says, the Holy Spirit who has been given to us is the foretaste, the pledge, the guarantee of this divine inheritance. The Spirit is a, it's like a down payment. And A1 says, we can enjoy the Spirit by exercising our heart and our spirit. This is a secret. We can exercise our heart by turning our heart to the Lord, believing in him and loving him. We can exercise our spirit by calling on the Lord's name, rejoicing always, praying unceasingly, giving thanks in everything, fanning our spirit into flame, and not quenching the spirit. Oh, Lord Jesus. Okay. So I'm going to enjoy my divine inheritance through the Spirit and the Word. But, okay, so those are my two wires. But how am I going to get them to work? Many of you probably have heard, I need to exercise my spirit. Have you ever exercised your spirit, at least what you thought was exercising your spirit, and it seemed like it didn't work? Raise your hand. I'll raise two, right? <laughs> And I love what, what um, uh, Philip was saying yesterday. You have to be careful because you can make the wrong conclusion. Sometimes people say, oh, that doesn't work. Exercise in the spirit doesn't work. Oh, it works. But you forgot something. This outline mentions two things I've got to exercise. My spirit and my, whoa, my heart. My heart. I got to go quick. Our heart is the gateway of our being. If that heart, if my heart is not open, if my heart is not turned to the Lord, 
I can never reach my spirit. If my heart is distracted, and I'll prove it to you. If your mother asks you, Johnny, take out the trash, please. Right? They're going to pick it up in the morning. You know, can you take out the trash? Okay, probably only weighs five pounds. You can handle that. Forgive me, even a sister, right? Can handle it, right? <laughs> but what if your heart's not in it? If your heart, mom, I'm gaming right now. Not now. But then she may, I don't know, she may say, well, you want dinner? Right, right. You want to go on that blending trip? Yeah. Take out the trash. Oh. That trash is the heaviest trash. Why? Because your heart's not in it. Your heart is the gateway. It's got to be open to touch your spirit, to enjoy your spirit, extra turn your heart to the Lord. And you can do it simply by sometimes saying, Lord, just be honest. Lord, my heart's adrift. My heart's adrift. But Lord, bring me back. Oh, Lord Jesus, exercise your heart and your spirit. Put these two together, and you'll get electricity through those two wires. Oh, then you exercise your spirit with a turned heart. Wow, thanks. Woo! Your inheritance just got richer. Your borders just got enlarged, right? Okay, I am out of time. Um, should I just finish reading the outline, brothers? Okay. So B, we enjoy God as our inheritance through the word of his grace. When, uh, B1, you all read. <clears throat> Mm. Amen. Sisters, too. Mm. Brothers, three. Amen. And I'll read you the focus. In the Jubilee, we enjoy our divine inheritance. We're not waiting. The triune God embodied in Christ and realized as the Spirit. That's our inheritance. We do it by taking God as our portion, pursuing Christ, exercising our heart and our spirit, and by partaking of the word of his grace. I hope this becomes your best friend. Take it everywhere. It's the word of his grace. Amen. Thank you. Okay. What, what do we do? Oh, why don't we pray two by two? Thanks.